Hello, 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 and you have reached the Self-Reflections Podcast with Donna. Today's podcast is going to be a little different. I'm not sure if you can hear me clearly, but if you can hear my voice, sounds a little hoarse and raspy. And that's because I haven't really been feeling very well. And um, within the last few days, I've been having um, sore throats, um, congestion and you know just not feeling myself and not feeling well and my voice has gotten kind of hoarse over the time this morning I woke up feeling really uncomfortable and so I went to the doctor and anyhow they gave me the coronavirus test and um, I I'm sharing all this because it's interesting when you live alone and you have to go through certain things by yourself. It becomes a challenge, you know? It makes it feel like everything is amplified. And so as I'm sitting in the doctor's office and I'm just thinking and pondering to myself that, um, wow, I, I just came to the doctor because I have a sore throat and now I could potentially have the coronavirus and God willing, I don't have it, but They've put me on a 14-day in-house lock um, lockdown until the tests come back, what have you. And, um, you know, it just gave me some time to really, not that I didn't have enough time already, but really to do some self-reflection today. I've been encountering a lot of emotional um, situations lately. Um, and with having already, you know, high emotions and then hearing that you might not be well physically or sick just adds on to that, right? So today I've been thinking about what does it mean to go through um, different situations that seem extremely stressful or might not seem very hopeful, but to still have hope, right? I've been talking a lot with my friends about healing and past uh, traumas that we have. I learned some words that I didn't really know before. Um, and I've heard them before and I've actually used them, but I didn't really understand what they meant about trauma bonds and the things that can hold us back um, from really progressing and moving forward in life. And um, I've had a lot of those, those trauma bonds and I've had to think about how does that affect my everyday living? How does that affect my interactions with other people? Um, how does that affect me uh, in relationships and businesses, business uh, relationships, friendships, right? And um, so I've been just doing a lot of self-reflecting today. And it also, it, it also shows how I handle stress. Right in times of stress, what are my go-to's and and how do I how do I handle it? You know, sometimes I just cry. Like today, I just I cried because I you know I just felt really alone. You know, I felt isolated. I felt like even though I know other people are experiencing the same thing, and I know that I'm not alone, but I felt physically alone at the time, and so I responded with tears because that was what I felt at the moment you know and um even in my tears I mean I still prayed and I talked to God 
and I spoke to some friends, you know, who I know care about me. I think it's really important to have a team of people who love you, really love you unconditionally, and who are there to support you, right? And, um, and to support you in all of all of life's facets, because life just has so many different, it just has so many different levels to it, you know? And so today when I was thinking about healing and my friend was talking to me about, you know, how do I, how do I reflect on what does it mean to heal? And I was listening to this guy in his podcast and he was talking about um, asking the question, who hurt you? So I had to go back and think about who are the people that have hurt me and why did it hurt me so much or, you know, what was those experiences like and how did that hurt now reflect who I am today and how I am in relationships, right? And um, I started to think back about my childhood and I wanted to, I guess, to share some insights on what came to me. Right. And so this is what I'm sharing with you right now is my journal. So please bear with me um, as I read it, because I know my voice doesn't sound that great. But I just I don't know. I just wanted to share my heart today because I felt extremely vulnerable. And I don't know. I just feel like maybe somebody else might benefit from what you know, from what I'm feeling and what I'm going through. Again, I believe that all our experiences are shared ones in that. We're not alone or we're not the only one who feels what we feel, you know? So um, I'm going to be reading to you what I wrote. Um, So I put at the top of my list who hurt me, and and I'm not going to go into, you know, the names, but I made a list of the people or things that that came straight to mind. And then I started to talk about some of those issues, right? Um, And what those issues did to me. Um, So I put that because I had so much independence at such a young age, I go all the way back to my childhood. It really worked for me at the time, but it also worked against me having too much independence. And I remember I was like a preteen and I was taking a bus and a train places in New York City of all, um, going places by myself and doing things that normal children should probably have not been doing, you know, taking my brother to school and um, going to the laundromat by myself. We were extremely independent at very young ages. And a lot of it had to do with my father. He had an addiction problem and my mother worked a lot. You know, she worked a lot, a lot. I think the only time I really saw her was maybe once in the morning, a quick glance at her before she left for work because she was praying for us. And then when she came home at night, you know, she was normally tired. And then I would see her on Saturdays when we went to church. And we would have this thing called Mother Sunday, where we would, you know, she would try to do different things with us on Sundays. Um, But for the majority of my young life, I was pretty independent. And that worked for me because it made me strong, but it worked against me because it made me strong and it made me too strong at a young age. So I, I continue to say I was growing up too fast. I was taking care of myself way too fast. I was always hurt because, you know, we were poor growing up and my father wasn't in the best self care because he was always either drunk or high. 
I had to always feel like I had to fight for my place in the world. It was hard for me growing up. However, I persevered. There was always this deep fight that was within me, a fight to continue on no matter what the circumstances were. I always felt I was alone, even though I had a mother and a father, and I know that my parents loved me dearly when my father wasn't high or drunk. He was a very nice guy, extremely sensitive, and he was suffering with his own trauma. I saw how hard my mother worked. I got the impression that it's the woman's job to take care of her family. It's the woman's job to work and work hard, even if a man was there. It's not his place to take care of me, I thought. It's my job to take care of myself. That was my takeaway about how life worked at the time. It shaped who I was as a child and and as an adult. As a woman, I ended in many relationships with men who needed help, men who I felt needed fixing, men who weren't, for whatever reason, not able to be fully a full provider or fully present. It became my badge of honor to prove I could take care of my family despite if a man was there or not. I thought if I proved I was strong enough to carry the family, some way my spouse or significant other would see how great I am. On the flip side of it, it took my power away and it took the power away from him. It took the power away from the relationship because now I do believe that there are, I'm just stopping for a second, relationship roles, right? And there are roles. And when we take the power away from our spouse, no matter what that is, right? Um, that's not a good thing because we all deserve to be strong um, in some aspect of our relationship. So I continue. I wasn't able to listen. I wasn't able to accept a man's correction. I wasn't able to listen to what a man said because in my mind, if I have to do the providing and taking care of his feelings and thoughts, even though they were important, it was my duty to make sure I stayed on top of everything. I chose men who also had their own traumas, their own suffering growing up. That created only more and more conflict because I wasn't able to see that I wasn't the hero anymore. The hero that I thought I was in my mind rather, or I didn't have to be this hero. I had to face myself and face my ego as I thought myself to be a martyr I was trying to prove that I was the strongest. I was trying to prove by taking on more and more pain and the pain of others that somehow I was a warrior, a warrior inside. And I laid down the position to think to myself that, am I really self-sacrificing? Am I really a warrior? Who is this girl who wants to be in total control? I was becoming a martyr for people who didn't even ask for my help. So I created a scenario 
where I would have to help people. When I was confronted with heartbreak or any type of failure, I would blame that other person. And I want to start right there because I know a lot of people do that. We now put ourselves in martyrdom, right? And like, okay, I'm doing X, Y, and Z for this person, so they should do this, this, and this for me, or I should get this and this credit because I did A, B, C, D. And that's not how it works. If you're doing things from people, it really should be out of your heart and the general kindness. And for the most part, I always thought it was from my from my heart. You know, I am a kind person and I like helping people. But on the flip side of that, that can come at a cost because am I really helping them because I want to help them or because on the inside I get some type of gratification because I said I can say to myself, oh, well, I did my best. I really, you know, came through for that person and you know, basically bigging myself up for always coming through, right? And for always being this warrior of what, rather what I thought I was on the inside. Um, I put on multiple hats to show how strong I was. At some point, (laughs) I got tired of fighting. I got tired of putting on all these hats. But because I was always in a place where I felt like I had to fight, it was hard for me to change who I was. When I think about growth and healing and what it means to me, it means that I have to die to myself. I have to let go of my ego. I have to let go and embrace God's love for me. I don't have to keep fighting. I can let go of the fight and let God fight for me. Now I want to work on letting go of that part of me that part of me that thinks that I have to protect myself, however the course, no matter the situation. I've been trying to come to terms with the fact that I'm not in control. I've been um, getting in the way of my own happiness, to be honest with you. In this season of my life, I wanna see what God has for me. I wanna cling to God more. I wanna be more connected with my father. I really need to be attached to him in a way that I've never been attached to him before. I want to relinquish all control in my everyday activities. What is loss? I say to myself, looking back at who hurt me and who had the most impact on my life. I think loss can come in different ways. I think I think about it differently now. I think about how I had to open up and realize that everyone deserves the same level of grace, even if I feel like they hurt me, because I want that same level of grace. I want mercy. In order to release that hurt, I will have to work on releasing my pain and letting go of my ego to God, realizing I don't have any power of my own. The power belongs to God. I have to work on forgiving myself, on forgiving others. I have to work on forgiving myself for not being perfect, for making mistakes. Understanding that mistakes don't mean that I'm not worthy. Mistakes don't mean that I'm not enough. In God's eyes, I am enough. I'm enough is what I want to convey to myself. Letting go of being a victim and letting go of the blame is the start to true healing for myself. Looking at why 
I've invited certain people and certain relationships into my life is something else that I would like to do. That's where my work begins, I believe. That's where my self-reflection comes in. Surrounding myself with friends who will hold me accountable and to pray with me and for me has been my saving grace. I am so lucky to have people who love me and who truly care about me in my corner. It's important to have a good team. When all is said and done, I want to leave a legacy of love. True love. True love is not easy. But true love is compassionate. True love does not have an ego. There's no place for that. If I want to truly love, love has to be unconditional. And it has to come from God. The love we are all looking for, I really believe, comes from God. And it comes from building a relationship with Him. Without having a deeper understanding of who he is and the type of love that he shared for us, I believe it's impossible to love others. Now, I know I should probably have a Bible scripture at this point to end, but um, I just wanted to share some of my own journaling with you and just share my heart in terms of the process that I've been going through and the healing that I want to occur in my life. I feel like we all have healing and work to do. And it's just that it's work. It's not something that can come over time. I mean, it's not something that's going to happen rather overnight, right? It's something that it's a process. And so I've been on this journey for a while trying to work on myself and to be connected in a way that I, I want help. You know, I don't want to do this by myself. So I know that I need help. I know that there are things in my life that can be corrected. Um, But with the challenges that we face today, I feel like it's, it can do one of two things. It could either push you to God or it can pull you away from him. And I really want to go closer to him. It's truly my deepest desire that I build something with God. I mean, I really... I want to have a friendship with him and I want it to be a relationship, not a one-sided relationship. And in order to do that, I know I need to work on on healing myself. Um, And to do that work, it, it just, it starts with journaling. And so I encourage you to continue journaling. I encourage you to keep doing the self reflection and doing the work because it's just that it's work, but it can be done. Um, and you can, there is a rainbow (laughs) on the other side, you know, um, if we just continue to do the work. So I just wanted to say thank you again for just listening to me and letting me get that off my chest. I know today's podcast wasn't like, I guess all the normal ones, but it, it's something that was important for me to talk about. And so I just wanted to talk about the start of my healing process and what that looks like. And um, I encourage you all to do the same, to just start that process of healing. There's no better time like now than to start that process. Thank you, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And until next time.